Hey, everyone, and welcome to the April edition of our monthly leadership podcast, Leading as Leaders. I'm your host, Avery Nesbitt. Hey, we are joined today by a very good friend of mine. Her name is Gray Calcano, and she is an administrator at a local elementary school in Lawrenceville. She's actually the principal, and she's joining us today. Gray, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Hey, so listen, normally I do these interviews and I like to be maybe side by side or sitting in the car or even at a restaurant. Um, it's a little different right now. We're all at home. <laughs> I'm at home, you're at home. And yeah. I'd love to kind of talk about that uh, as an administrator, as a principal at an elementary school. Um, I'd love for you to talk to us today about learning, about the education system about what's different for you um, as an administrator, as a leader, what are some of the challenges that you've had to face in this new at-home world that we all live in um, as it relates to, to educating our children? Uh, what are some of the leadership challenges that you've had to face in the midst of this, this COVID-19 world? Well, um, again, thank you for having me. Um, it's, it's really a pleasure just to have the opportunity to talk to you. But like you said, this is, this is the new normal, the new world. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, and this is something relatable for anyone, whether you're at home, at a school, at a church, at a business, is we all just have had to find a way to still do business. And we all had to figure it out right away with no manual and no, uh, you know, no yeah. blueprint, right? right? So I think the biggest piece for everyone has been just trying to figure out how to do what you do every day and continue business as normal as possible. Um, yeah. For me as a leader, you know, education is such a big component of our lives. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, to a certain degree, this has just kind of highlighted that, you know, it, highlight, it has highlighted the fact that families, communities rely on schools to be able to provide that sense of normalcy and at the same time allowing families to do what they need to do every day. And yeah. so from an education, um, an educational leader perspective, it has been that. It has been trying to find a way to still, you know, give your teachers what they need in order for them to do what they need to do for students, while at the same time understanding that every household is different the needs of every child are different. And so, you know, for, for, for school in particular, teachers are in, in the business of teaching and working with children because they love them. So the first thing that we've had to do as a, as a school community is just having those conversations with our teachers, you know, understanding that this, you know, and for some of them, they're dealing with that in their own families, but then they're worried about their students. So that piece has been really important just talking with teachers, figuring out the ways in which we can still support families, but not overwhelm families. So that balance, right? Yeah. Um, while at the same time, just continuing to be advocates for learning, while at the same time, recognizing that families are going through a wide range of different situations. Very so true. it's how do you how do you leverage that? How do you, you know, figure out, okay, we still need to focus on learning, mm -hmm. but we also have to focus on the emotional needs, financial needs, you know, and all these different things that are going on with families. So for me, as, as, as a principal, what I've tried to do is try to give communication as open as possible with my staff. 
um, having a clear message, just being available and answering questions, um, yeah. having a clear plan of action, and as much as possible, trying not to change things midway or bringing them to the table to be part of the conversation of what we need to do. So giving people still that same sense of ownership, that shared leadership, all those different components, because you know, every you, you need the if if there was ever a time where you need different perspectives, this is it, right? So, so you good. need to know the the where people are coming from. You need to know what they bring to the table because my experience and the way I'm dealing with it is very different than you know the 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 fifty something fifty something teachers and and hundred staff members that I have. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So what I hear you saying is your number one priority at the school is still your number one priority, edu educating the children, but now the entire landscape is different. And it seems Absolutely. like it's different for every family. Absolutely. So how do, that yeah, how do you do that? How do you navigate through, we still got this one mission, but now everyone's in a different place. As a leader, how, how complicated is that to, uh, to, to lead and try to give clarity to? Yeah, and, and honestly, I think if I had a full answer for that, I probably could retire after <laughs> <laughs> But um, I don't necessarily have an answer for that. I think, you know, just like with families, I think, you know, one of the messages that I've tried to give to my staff is, it's it's going to be okay to make mistakes. Um, I don't know if you know any teachers, but teachers tend to be like, you know, the way the teachers said, they were the straight A students for the most yeah, part. Yeah. So that's a really hard concept for them. Um, but it, you know, it's just having those conversations. Like if you're having, you know, if you have, if right now you have 10 students that are consistently getting online and they're the mm -hmm. ones that are actively participating, you know, focus on that and focus on what you can do. Um, allowing good. people to make mistakes, allowing people to have honest conversations in which they share how overwhelmed they are, you know, mm -hmm. and I think that's, a, that's, that's something for everyone, for all of us, you know, parents, yeah. you know, cause it's, it's, it's felt all over. You have parents that, you know, feel like they're failing. Oh my gosh, I'm not doing enough. Or, oh my gosh, now I have to learn, you know, fourth grade all over again, or, you know, right, and it's, right. everybody's feeling it. So for me, I think it's just been just having grace and understanding that we're all learning together. There's a learning curve for everyone. Um, so whether you're the leader or, you know, you're, you're trying to lead others, just being transparent about that. Yeah, that's so good. So from the leader perspective, from the teacher perspective, I, I feel like I understand a little bit more that maybe that they're, they're, they're trying, they're constantly readjusting, constantly trying to figure out what's next, what works next um, for, for every student. Uh, could you speak maybe from the other side of the table? Um, on the behalf of the families, on the, on the parents um, that are trying to maybe work from home or haven't looked at this kind of material in a long time. Fourth grade was a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> um, what are some, what are some, you know, what are some tips? What are some things that we can give uh, to parents to maybe help them as they're trying to adjust to this new normal as well? I mean, I think the first thing that, you know, obviously as an educator, I'm always going to say, you know, learning is important. But mm -hmm. I think one of the things that we need to do, you know, that I, that I would suggest to parents is, you know, broaden your definition of learning. 
You know, mm -hmm. learning is more than just the academics. You know, take the time to have conversations with, with, with your child, you know, talk to them about what's going on. You know, even having some kind of, um, you know, a conversation about ways in which this is impacting the whole world. I think sometimes for, for children in particular, you know, this idea of we're part of a bigger world is a hard yeah. concept to get. So, you know, th this is a perfect time for that. I think that, yes, focus on the learning and focus on the academics, but don't neglect emotional needs. Don't neglect the importance of having those conversations. That's you know, right. help children figure this out because this today, like they, this experience is going to help them learn to navigate the world later. And so, you know, as a person, I think one of the greatest responsibilities that we have just as humans is just helping children understand how we are in fact part of a bigger world. So we have the power of helping children come out of this as very, I mean, as better little humans who will make a better, you know, bigger <laughs> impact in the world tomorrow. Right. You know, yeah. because we're not just, we understand, you know, what I do is going to affect 10 other people and that will affect 10 other people. You know what I mean? So I think that's, that's amazing. If you're struggling with, with, with content, you know, focus on the basics, focus on, on reading, focus on problem solving, and, you know, focus on communication, yeah. you know, help your children just be able to express what they're feeling, you know, talk mm -hmm. to them, figure out ways to problem solve. Um, you know, and, and just like I was saying with the teachers, I think for parents, you know, give yourself a break, you know, give yourself some grace, you know, mm -hmm. figure out what works. And I think sometimes I know I've talked to some other principals and it's amazing how sometimes a parent would, you know, when they're frustrated and calling and hearing it for an administrator saying, just, just give yourself a break. We know that you're not the teacher. I think that right. kind of like gives people like just a, <sighs> an opportunity yeah, to breathe. Yeah. Um, you know, we know that you're not all of a sudden going to be a first, second, fifth, seventh grade teacher, you know? And so, um, give yourself that try to and, and of course try to honor the work that the school is providing but you know communicate with with the teachers communicate with the school staff if you can and just share you know I'm, I'm a little overwhelmed with this work what can I do what can I really focus on and yeah. and like I said if you have to focus on one thing make sure that the kids are reading make sure that they are you know ask them comprehension questions there's a lot there are a lot of studies correlating achievement with this the time that children spend reading. That is something that is mm. never gonna go to waste. Um, so if you can focus on one thing, focus on that. You know, give kids an opportunity to explore their own curiosity, find projects at home, give them opportunities to research things that they like and have them do it in, in different ways. You know, have them, there's so many different ways that kids can research nowadays. I mean, you can, you can watch YouTube, they can learn something new, they can figure something out. You know, go back to old school and just playing outside and figuring out ways to do that, you know, provide, yeah. you know, and, and going from the curiosity, man, even with, you know, socializing with other friends, encourage your kids to come up with fun ways to still stay connected with their friends, whether it's through, you know, online platforms, you know, hey, go old school and write letters, you know what I mean? I got so mine writing things. a letter a week, so I hear <laughs> there you. There you go. That. You know, yeah. and, and, and simple things like, you know, right now you have so many people that don't have the choice not to go to work, like nurses right. and doctors and yeah. pharmacy and even sanitation. I mean, you have people that come to your house every day. Have your mm -hmm. kids create posters and put them at the mailbox for the postman, you know? Have them yeah. ha have do a poster for your sanitation worker. You know, yeah. if, even if you don't have the funds to 
you know, send, you know, 10 letters a week, you can still find ways to support your local community and get the yeah. kids involved in that. Um, have, you know, please, for everything that, you know, as an educator, this is one <laughs> big one, have some kind of routine. You know, that's, yes. that's a big one, um, yes. you know, and even if, you know, and I know that some families, you know, you, people like to sleep in and you want to, you know, that's fine. <laughs> you know, it's going to be a struggle when they come back to school, but hey, we still this have a few true. months, right? <laughs> but if you are one of those that is like, you know what, this is going to be a no alarm zone, that's fine. But when the family is up, like, make sure that there's some kind of routine, you yeah. know, whether it is, you know, and have some quiet time. Kids don't mm -hmm. have to be entertained 24-7 because right. then that creates an issue when you have to go back to a regular school setting where you are going to have structure. So yeah. imagine if you're going through five, six months of no structure and then they have to go back to school in August, that's going to be like, you know, the kindergarten who's never been in school, right? you know? And yeah. so just make sure that you have some kind of routine and that you have some kind of structure so that your kids are not going to struggle that much because yes, this seems right now like it's going to be forever, but it's mm -hmm. not going to be forever. We're going to have to go back to some kind of normal life in a few months. Yeah. And so, and school is going to be a part of that for the majority of society. So, yep. you know, have your kids rest, have them some kind of exercise, you know, get them moving. There's so many options right now online and so many ways to kind of stay active and make sure that they're getting rest, make sure that, you know, Again, even if you're going to bed late, that they're getting enough rest and that they're getting, um, and just kind of limit, like I said, just the, the, the screen time and the entertainment, be sensible. I know, you know, I, I get it. I'm, say, I'm not saying that I am anti, you know, screen time, but just right. having that balance, you know what I mean? Like, um, and I guess for the biggest thing that I will say for, for a parent is just remember that they will have to go back to a structured environment at some point. So the further away they are from that, when, you know, when they have to come back to school, it's going to be a struggle. That's so good. That is everything you've said I've seen. Uh, we, we tried to do the, well, we'll let them sleep in. And then the next day is even harder. Or the, um, the, the getting outside is kind of shakes the brain off a little bit. And you can go right back to work. Great. This has been fantastic. I knew you had some gold nuggets in there for us. <laughs> <laughs> this has been amazing. Thank you. Thank you for uh, just spending time talking to us as a leader and as someone who is uh, at home with our children, trying to make sure that we do the best that we can. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. It was my pleasure. <laughs> hey, and um, for everyone, uh, there will be more available on leadingisleaders.com, some additional content. Um, hopefully something we've said today helps you as you're leading as leaders. Thanks, everyone. Bye.